Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, wait, listen to those two clowns. You can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe action. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. That's right. Good afternoon. Welcome to the beautiful Tuesday edition of the Kenny and JT Show. And it's beautiful. 68 degrees outside. Yeah, beautiful. And I'll tell you why. What? It almost happened again. I almost had what? the perfect ride into work today, but I was low on fuel, so I had to stop and get gas. I oh. hit every green light you could imagine coming uh, down Market uh, Avenue, but when uh, I got to 12th Street, it was, do I go get gas or do I keep going? I wanted to keep going, damn it. You should have, man. Couldn't. You got to get that. It's like a perfect game in bowling, a I perfect know. game in baseball. You got to pitch that perfect game, man. You got to take that chance. Listen, Don't worry about running out of gas. I knew no one was talking to me, and I wasn't going to talk to myself. So you, you're right. I was like <laughs> sitting on the end of the bench by myself, but there was no chance I was going to risk running out of gas between the Civic Center and here. Come on. How much gas did you have? Did, can, oh, it was low. T- it was it blank. Yeah, it was blank. Oh, it was fumes. Ooh. Dude, I don't even get to the blinking, okay? I was, I'm afraid. Listen, I was so low on gas, the person that was behind me in line got fed up and left. Oh. <laughs> it took so long to fill up my tank, the person in line behind me got fed up and took off down 12th Street. That god darn guy, what's he doing he over doing? there? Why is he taking so long? Was it a tank? <laughs> Three bills to fill up or no? Three bills. Three hundred to fill up or no? no? I don't know how much your how much no. gas your your Jeep holds. No. I'm not sure. It's okay, like 60, right. 70 bucks. Oh, okay. Still, uh, that's a lot of bad, money man. for one fill up. Trust me. <laughs> Three hundred. What is it? What is when, this? Nineteen seventy. When's the next time you're going to get a chance to get a perfect drive in like that? Come on, it's happened you one time. Roll the dice. How long we've we been doing this show together? Eight years. Yeah, eight years. Yeah. One time it's happened. <laughs> And I respectfully would like to uh, apologize to the guy that I normally give a buck to that's standing on the corner. I didn't have yeah. time to give him any money. Sorry, man. Sorry, I'm making that light. <laughs> I'm putting the pedal to the metal within the speed limit uh, to get that light. Hey, yeah, that's what I, it is. I wanted to shout out their hiring over at the Sunoco, but I didn't. And if you would have got pulled over, you would have said, you can't give oh. me a ticket. You know who I am. Listen, <laughs> there's a new statue downtown. I think it's President McKinley. I'm not positive. I wasn't okay. slowing down to look. You didn't bother. It's you brand new. Going. It's huge. It's like, uh-uh. Who knew? Don't care. I'm getting that perfect game. Maybe it's Mayor Burnaby. I haven't, I haven't talked to him recently. I saw him Saturday morning yes. before the game. He, he waved as he walked by, and uh, I, I don't hey. know if he stayed for the whole game. No reason to stay for the whole well, game. I'm really. glad He's you brought that up. We just got a yeah. joint press release from the Kansas City Schools and Maslin City Schools regarding okay. the incident that occurred at the conclusion of the 134th mckinley Maslin game. You want me to just go ahead and read this thing? Just go ahead. Yeah, get, get into it. Kansas City Schools and Maslin City Schools 
are dedicated to fostering academic and athletic excellence, as well as instilling the principles of good sportsmanship in all our student athletes. Unfortunately, the incident that occurred during the postgame handshake at the conclusion of the 134th game on Saturday did not live up to our expectations. Our respective administrative personnel and athletic departments have thoroughly reviewed the event. We want to assure everyone that any and all violations of our athletic code of conduct will be handled in accordance with our established procedures. We believe it is important to maintain the privacy and dignity of our students. It is not our practice to publicly discuss student disciplinary matters. We would like to take this opportunity as superintendents to express our deep appreciation to all our staff and student athletes who took immediate steps to diffuse the situation and uphold the cultural expectations of our schools. Their swift actions reflect the strong character and commitment to sportsmanship that we strive to instill in our students. Moving forward, both Kent City Schools and Maslin City Schools will continue working diligently with our student athletes to prevent similar incidents from occurring. We believe in the power of education and guidance to shape our students into responsible individuals who embody the values of fair play, respect, and compassion. We are confident that our collaborative efforts, combined with the support of uh, dedicated staff, parents, and community, will greatly contribute to creating a positive and inclusive environment for all of our student-athletes, respectfully, in collaboration. Kansas City School Superintendent, Madison City School Superintendent, uh, Jeffrey Talbert, and Paul Salvino, respectively. All right, so we don't know if anybody's getting suspended, and they're not going to tell us. So what you're going to have to do to find out, I'm guessing, is go to the Maslin home game against Strongsville, right? Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, Maslin home game against whoever they play, 16 seed. They'll, mm-hmm. they, they could play their eighth string and still win that game. Um, and then the home game for McKinley against Strongsville and find out which players either don't start, uh, don't play the first half, or don't play the entire game to mm-hmm. figure out if any um, individual or multiple suspensions were, were handed right. out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, that's that's basically what they're telling us right there. And I will say this. I was in the middle of it all, right, on mm-hmm. the field as a, a sideline reporter, uh, filming it, um, sending it uh, out on social media, but we also sent it to s- some people who asked for it um, within school districts. And uh, there were a lot of players and coaches trying to break it up. Mm-hmm. But it only takes two or three players right. to not react that way where it cre- creates the melee that ensued going from one sideline to the other and then back towards the McKinley sideline for a second. Kenny, it really doesn't matter. I mean, who gets caught in these situations anyway? It's usually the person who responds, right? And, yeah. and you don't really know. And from every angle of every video I've seen, and believe me, I've seen a ton of them, you can't really tell what's going on. It's just a melee. Uh, who started it? Who didn't start it? Were words thrown first or were fisticuffs thrown first? I have no idea. I wasn't there, didn't see it, didn't hear it. It's an unfortunate situation, but I want to take you back into some of the other comments that I read online yesterday and the fact that some guys that played back in the 60s and 70s apparently didn't have the handshake. You know, we talked about when did they start playing the national anthem in games? Mm -hmm. What does it stand for? Why do they do it? And, you know, we'll, we'll hold our own opinions to ourselves as whether or not we feel that it should be done i for one have a respect for the country have a respect for the fact that the history of the game says that they usually play 
the national anthem before the game. But you guys told me they didn't do it before this game. That's another story. That's another story. But what I'm getting at is this. I've talked to people that played in the 60s and 70s and said there was no handshake line. The, The line after the game and the handshake line was merely the coaches alone. The players were there sent back to their buses. Yep. Maybe it's just a thought. You do that again. I don't know. I said that out on immediately on Saturday after the game. Hey, Maslin, McKinley, pay attention here just to uh, you know avoid this in the future. How about the coaches shake hands? The winners go to the victory bell. The losers right. go to the locker room. That's simple. Well, and you avoid this, period. End of story. My point is this. I don't know where these certain traditions got started, but I can look at it and say they could easily stop. Again, it's a nice show of, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, to play the national anthem before a game. Shouldn't you be playing the alma mater of your high school first? And we see it at the end of games. Uh, Jim Tressel did it because his father had started it way back when at Baldwin Wallace College. We used to sing the Nash or our alma mater uh, after Friday practice. It wasn't after the game, but it was after the practice. So these are traditions that each coach wants to do. If it's going to tick people off, why bother? There, There's so much, you know, that has been handed down, right, JT? And you want to keep some of the traditions, I guess. You, you have to determine, all right, which ones are worth keeping based on safety issues, right? And so, well, you know, Factor that in when you make the decisions for both schools in that matchup when next year it's the 135th meeting at Paul Brown Tiger Mm. Stadium, right? All right, we're going to get a break in right now, though. Early break, why? We have a special guest coming up next. Uh, K.J. Wright, former Seattle Seahawks and Raiders linebacker. He's now a member of the media. He's got his own podcast, his own radio show. He's going to give us an early preview of the Browns' next game, and that's coming up Sunday at 4.05 in Seattle. He'll break it down for us when we return to the Kenny and JT show, so stay with us. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC. 